As consumers, we are bombarded by it at every turn, like the Incredible Hulk being bombarded by gamma rays. But what makes some media endure, while others are banished to the forgotten black hole of obscurity, never to be heard from again? Who or what decides this? Hetero life mate Steve and Yehel want to know, and they want to know now. This is Obscurity Now. now, 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 now. And what's up, Obscurians? It's time for another episode of Obscurity Now, the show that takes a look at weird and almost forgotten pieces of media and then try to decide if it should be remembered for all of human history or tossed into the black void of obscurity, never to be heard from again. I'm one of the hosts, Steve, and uh, with me, he's a man who's fighting against an ancient idol that he's somehow related to or something. It's... Uh, It's your hell. Yeah, it's very unclear. Uh, I, I may be cursed. I, I don't know. Maybe only my dad is cursed, mm-hmm. but nothing really bad happens to me. It's very confusing. Well, I, uh, I've got a question for you, you hell. Okay, look, I really want to vacation in Louisville, Kentucky, but I don't want to pay for it. Is there some way, like, I could, like, use work as a disguise and take my family with me and just go and wander around in caves in Louisville, Kentucky? Is there a way I can do uh, that? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think I know a uh, Canadian... Uh, <laughs> senior citizen that can help you out i hear he used <laughs> to be a set up. He used to be a captain of some kind you think we can get him as a producer and then he can you know uh, oh phony movie we don't have to actually make it i mean we won't even bother <laughs> writing a script but uh yeah yeah so all right what we're what we're talking about here is uh devil's revenge and i want to know where did you even hear about this movie I, I don't remember. Uh, I, I know I found it last year when you and I were like talking about. Uh, yeah, for those that don't know, we we were covering Devil's Revenge. Uh, it's a 2019 movie starring William starring... Shatner, sort of, and uh, Seven of Nine, Jerry Ryan. Yep, yep, sort of, um, <laughs> sort of. Well, she's she's in pretty much the whole movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I remember I found it while looking for you know, like horror theme stuff for us to watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I saved it. I remembered it <laughs> this year when it came around. And uh, boy, it looked a lot more. I mean, I, I think going in, both of us knew this wasn't going to be like a a good, a traditionally good movie. No, right? no. But, I think we always, you know, are hoping for, at the very least, like good, bad. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Exactly. But it looked it looked like it could be a good, bad movie. Mm-hmm. And spoiler alert. It ain't. It's not. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> and we it will was. definitely uh, go into some uh, details on why it's definitely not. And, and people, when we were posting about it on Twitter, they were, I think, getting excited about it in the same way that you and I were. The fact that you have two a Trek alum, a very a beloved Trek alum, uh, mm-hmm. in the uh, in the credits uh, on the poster there, uh, and the fact that there was also some wacky looking demons uh, or monsters, yeah, if you and will. The, and the trailer made it seem like the impression I got from the trailer was like, oh, this is going to be like dumb fun. Mm-hmm. Like this knows mm-hmm. what it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh no, it does not. <laughs> it literally does not know what it is. Oh no. It... The, the the plot, uh, the story makes no sense. The explanations, I, I you know sometimes they give you an explanation for something, and I'm like. Was that supposed to be an explanation? Re- and it doesn't matter because they, they, they're probably going to undo it the next scene. Like 90% of what happens in this movie gets undone in the next scene or at the very end. The reason why they don't know what it is is because there's no goddamn script. <laughs> like, I swear, like, someone had an idea or a premise, basically. And then he was like, oh, 
his friend. I, maybe it's the we need the cre- credits in front of us, but I'm I'm just gonna go ahead and posit this, and then we'll jump into the Obscuratron. Like someone had an idea for a script, and the guy's like, "Oh no no, oh, wait, don't write it first. Let me see if I can get old Bill Shatner in on this." And then we'll, we'll see where it goes from there. And then it just sort of escalated from there. And before you knew it, it was the first day of shooting. And the guy was like, all right, man, you did it. You got everyone. You got, well, by everyone, I mean, you got Shatner, you got Jerry Ryan, that one other guy who was in Star Trek, What? who isn't the lead. Wasn't he like in Star Trek or something? No, no, he, he was from a... Um... Uh, he came from. He's mostly known for soap operas. Mm. Uh, one in particular, <laughs> whose name uh, I can't recall right now. Oh, I, I. Well, actually, he is. Oh, that's so weird. So the lead was a Romulan in the 2009 J.J. Yeah. Abrams Star Trek movie. But mm-hmm. I mean, he's just like a. Right. I don't a even think he has a line. background player, something along those lines. The yeah, important yeah, thing in... is the the Trek connection, of course. Right. He was almost in 500 episodes of Days of Our Lives. So that's <laughs> kind of. He looks to... very soap opera. And I would say his acting is also a very, uh, very soap opera. Um but, yeah. uh, Steve, weren't you going to post something in the live chat uh, oh, yeah. that was going to offend me? I've, I've been dying to see. <laughs> so for those that are joining us live, a uh, uh, frequent viewer creative, KV, pointed out that we uh, don't often have the title of what we're watching. and the Well, we don't have the subject that we're watching in the title of the video. So what we're going to do is we're just going to pin a comment to the live chat uh, regarding what we're covering. Wow, you didn't have to call attention to it. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, well, Steve, it was taking you so long to uh, paste this. I felt well, like I had to. I completely, uh, it's, it's called filling in dead air, baby. It's no, that's fine. You know what? It's not giving me the option to. All right, let's see. It's not. You giving have me, to leave the comment first. No, it's not giving me the option to leave a comment. That's the thing. Did you open up the YouTube? Like, you have to go to the actual like stream. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Um, it's not. I can leave a comment. Yeah, just just do it. I guess. Yeah, I, I just left a comment. Uh, okay. Well, then, yeah, you can you can handle it. <laughs> All right. So even though you're, that's very weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe it's maybe you have an Aztec relic that you need to destroy. <laughs> this is your curse. <laughs> is William Shatner in the area, Steve? Hold on. Let me let me go to it one more time. Or I want to see your comment on there and why you were able to comment but not me. All right, there we are, uh, stinking up the internet. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't see your comments, and it is still not allowing me to. Ah, there it is. You're like on. I'm you're on YouTube.com, the website on the World Wide I, Web. I see it. I see it now. I see it. Um, and uh, all right, and now I will pin it. There it well, is. now you can leave your own comment. And, uh... too, too late. I'll tell you what it says later if you're really... Actually, I'll just go ahead and tell you. All it said was, we're covering The Devil's Rejects, starring Bill Shatner and Seven of Nine from Star Wars Gate Trek. <laughs> I gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's not nearly right, as but, effective uh, sh- as you were thinking. You Regarding the origin of the movie and how mm. it came about, Steve... What you, what you said is very sounds very plausible, but it's not actually how it came together. I don't know if you want to. If we should jump into the Obscuratron, and I can start. Uh, and I'll tell you the the truth, Steve, because it's out there. <laughs> Whoa, Mulder, is that you? All right, all right, let's let's do this thing. Welcome to your feature presentation. 
right, but uh, but first, and I have to tell you, the de- Devil's Revenge, it just filled me, filled me with angst and fear. If only mm. there was some sort of garment that I could have worn that would have uh, helped ease my fear through the watching of The Devil's Revenge. Well, Steve, thankfully there is a shirt company from the 90s that had you and the situation in mind. Uh, in fact, if you'd like, I can satiate your fears by reading you one of their shirts here as the No Fear Shirt of the Week. Oh, you know what? I think I have one. It's right up. Oh, hold on. Telepathic powers engage. Ah, there it is. All right. All right. Take it away. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, it's the return of the No Fear Shirt of the Week. I, okay. Just read it first. <clears throat> I live with fear every day. On the weekends, she lets me golf. No fear. <laughs> no fear. Wow. This is the worst one. Oh, it is because I feel like it's at the end of the no fear uh, lifespan. It's like, you know, they got those dudes in like their teens wearing no fear shirts. And now they're older and married uh, golfing. And so now they're trying to appeal to them. I I might start bringing in uh, the bad. There was a knockoff uh, no fear shirt company. There were a few. But there was one called Bad Boy that was kind of like their the Pepsi to their Coke, if you will. <laughs> the Sega, their Nintendo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And um, but yeah, like this is just real weird because it's like, okay, now you do live in fear at least five days a week. You live in fear uh, of your wife. Yep. <laughs> right, right. And uh, she lets you go golfing. Uh, which is so lame. I mean, I thought no fear is like you're supposed to be out. You know, snowboarding, um, you know, uh, uh, what air parasailing. I don't know. You know, extreme hockey. They, yeah. they have a hockey one. They have a baseball one. They have a football one. Extreme sports. Uh, yeah, it's really. Yeah. They, they yeah. They, I was just going to say they did branch off as we've seen on this very podcast, like the extreme sports ones. There's a no fear racing brand that they did. Right. And I actually found it. I almost sent you this one. I'm saving it for next week. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess they did like some brand deals with c- celebrities and uh, sports celebrities, and there's a Mark McGuire one that's so ironically hilarious. But uh, but I saved that one. Hold on. I'm I'm going to come up with it right now. I used to be afraid of needles. Then I started wearing this shirt, and then I had no fear. Now I'm as big (laughs) as I've ever been. (laughs) No, that would have been better. (laughs) That would have aged better. Uh, I'm trying to think of another baseball guy's name who was around when he was around. Uh, can you? Uh, who was it? Sammy? Uh, was Sammy Sosa? Soda the other guy that? Sosa, uh, right? Sosa. I was like, because there were two of them that, 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 that like got caught with the uh, got caught up in like that controversy about Andrew Steen and but the other guy was human growth hormone because his head kept getting bigger and bigger. Remember? <laughs> yeah. Like his actual skull. I used to be afraid of Sammy Sosa injecting a needle into my ass. But after the 20th time, I realize I have no fear. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyways, uh, I can, should we move uh, past the no fear? Show? go on for days with this. But yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Because I want to know what was going on behind the scenes with the now classic. It's a classic uh, cult film since we're talking about it. And that is The Devil's Revenge. Yes, uh, Oh, creative caveat is here. Creative caveat, as you see, we've pinned 
uh, the item that's being covered. We're catering to, the chat. to you, uh, brother, our number one fan. <laughs> I assume uh, the uh, obscure maniac. <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, the your like I said, your idea, your your theory of how this movie came together, mm-hmm. it's plausible, mm-hmm. but it's not what happened. Please. So what actually happened is this: the idea for the story came from the mind of William Shatner himself. <laughs> so this it. is this. This whole movie is William Shatner's idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he approached Cleopatra Entertainment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and that's why at the beginning of the film, you'll see uh, uh, Cleopatra Entertainment and William, William Shatner, Shatner present. present. Yes, yes. Finally, they're, so that's they're finally making stuff together. It, Everyone's it, been fi- holding out for this. That's right. <laughs> and uh, so, so he went to Cleopatra Entertainment and said, hey, I've got this terrible idea. And... Uh, they're like, okay, well, the direct, they attached this director. No, no, no. I'm going to kind of like have to. This is how they reacted. They go, uh, a celebrity that's past his prime, we'll take whatever you got. And then they moved forward. You know, you could, I don't know. Is he though? Because he's still like, to, right now, William Shatner is still in a lot of projects. Like he just hosted like a reality competition that was on Fox. I don't um, mean like past his prime and then he's you. All right, maybe I worded that wrong. All right, the man's a legend. There's no <laughs> doubt about it. Uh, so, I mean, I just, if I was like a shitty indie film company and, all right, let's say someone, okay, because I would say William Shatner, he, his name still has, holds a lot of clout, a lot of stroke, if you want to use wrestling terms. Uh, so, like, if Carrot Top probably showed up at uh, Cleopatra pictures or whatever they're called they'd probably still take him that the insult is on cleopatra not william shatner is what i'm trying to say sure 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 uh but uh but creative kv in the chat uh, corrected you obscurian it's true is what uh known as (laughs) he is uh but uh i mean like he's still making that unexplained tv show um that's been going on for like 70 something episodes. So he always has like two or three things coming out like every year. And those boomers, oh God, man, they his... never retire. They never retire. Bro, he's in his 90s. He was 88 when this was filmed. Wow. Wow. And he, he does not, you, you got to admit, he does not uh, look like or move like an 88 year old. Like, no. You know? No, no, uh, no. He looks at... very similar to, because the last thing I remember like watching him. <laughs> Boston Legal was like the last thing that I watched yeah. on purpose that he was in. Uh, I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, I, I, I've never watched all of Boston Legal, but I've seen a few episodes. Mm-hmm. And from what I've seen, he's pretty damn good in that. Oh, he was excellent. Uh, uh, he was, uh, I mean, him and Spader were the main reasons to even watch that show. Yeah. And uh, you know who else was in Boston Legal? Jerry, Jerry Ryan. Ryan, Seven of Nine. Yeah, I don't think she joined later because uh, I don't remember her in the first season, but it, it doesn't matter. But. Yeah, but um, and Odo from DS9 ends up also being on. Uh, of course Boston he was. Legal. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> but the way this movie came together, right? So William Shatner goes to Cleopatra Entertainment, mm-hmm. then Cleopatra Entertainment goes to um, Jared Cohen, who's the director, and this guy. I don't know if you looked at his IMDb. Of course but I did. Like, oh, he... I'm gonna read it out here in a minute. So don't you rob me of it. Uh, okay, okay. I'm just saying, like, there's a lot of years where. He has like seven movies that'll come out in a year. Uh, that's kind of a lot. Yeah, uh, well, I can kind of see why he's uh, definitely going for a quantity over quality uh, kind of a feel with his yeah. movie making. Now, now I read, and by the way, the information I'm giving you comes from a, two interviews I read with him, and I will say, in both interviews, he himself 
said that like some of the movies he's directed are just plain bad. Uh, and he's like, yeah, but you know, every movie I do, I learn something and I try stuff. Sometimes it works. Ah, sometimes it's terrible. Guys. Okay. All right. So I'm just like, <laughs> at least I'll give him this. At least he's cognizant of, um, the quality of his right. output. Yes, exactly. Uh, so I guess good for him. Mm-hmm. But, uh, anyways, so then they are like, okay, well we need, we'll do it. And this guy's like, oh, I would love to do it. You know, <laughs> of course he would. Like Shatner's like one of the few names he's, he'll get to work with. Yeah, right. And he doesn't, this isn't a guy that says no to anything. Yeah, apparently. So then they need a, a writer and they're like, okay, uh, we can get money if we have Shatner's name attached to this, but we need somebody to write it. Mm-hmm. Uh, William Shatner goes, well, I know Maurice Hurley, uh, <laughs> Maurice Hurley. Famous for being um, Star Trek's uh, kind of, he kind of became the showrunner uh, in season, uh, like halfway through season one of TNG, and then he was there for season two. So he ends up writing the actual screenplay, Maurice mm-hmm. Hurley. Uh, what I assume was the rough draft, and they never got a second draft. Yeah, I mean, I uh, would say, was it even 90 pages? Because as we're going to talk about, most of this movie is people spent walking around in places like or you know exploring the cave just uh, just like when mitch was wandering around in that uh back room in the bar in uh that episode of baywatch that or nights that we watched uh you, you say that steve but it's even the f- scenes that do have dialogue still felt like they went on too long uh, somehow. oh i agree i'm like i can't believe <laughs> uh, a a seasoned writer actually wrote this thing. Um, I feel like maybe, maybe he turned in like half a movie or something and they just had to expand yeah. on it. Well, I, I, what I suspect happened, and by the way, creative cave in the chat, he uh, has Jared Cohen's favorite shirt here. He wrote, uh, it takes a real man to own up to making garbage and keep doing it. No fear. No fear. Oh man. <laughs> I could sell that shirt to a lot of uh, filmmakers out here. I might have to rip oh, that okay. off. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. That's right. If you're a friend of Steve's and you're a filmmaker, he thinks you're terrible. <laughs> uh... <laughs> uh... Probably they, they know I'm a very <laughs> opinionated guy. I'll just say that people come but, uh, to anyways, me so... for my, no bullshit opinions, you hell. I'll, I'll have well, you know. The, the crazy thing, is, Steve, I, I suspect that William Sh- the reason why the script is so disjointed, the plot goes all over the place, mm-hmm. and makes no sense. It's probably more William Shatner's input than anything. Sure. Uh, and him asking slash telling William, uh, Maurice Hurley to do certain things because <laughs> basically TNG got better once Maurice Hurley started getting better once Maurice Hurley took over. Mm-hmm. Um and he like was trying to get rid of stuff that didn't make sense mm. and trying to get rid of plot holes mm-hmm. in TNG. Uh, Maurice Hurley invented the Borg. Oh, wow. Uh, wow. Which wow. is like a truly frightening for the time, you know, villain. So it's not like he doesn't know how to make, you know, an ominous, uh, relentless kind of villain. Uh, here's here's how I and... imagine it going down. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I don't mean to interrupt, but it's Maurice and Bill like in a room together. And uh, Bill is just, <laughs> just giving him all these ideas, and he's just going, "Whatever you say, Bill. Whatever you say. Whatever you say, Bill." But they didn't. Did they work? They didn't work together like on regular Star Trek. You said Maurice came around in TNG. Like, so when did? Do you have any right. idea when they became aware of each other, or whenever they became friends, or whatever? So I believe that they became uh, acquainted just through like the convention circuit. Ah, all right. I can see. <laughs> <laughs> they were writing the script in between lunch breaks of uh you know meeting with 
Trekkies. I can see it. I can see yeah. it. Well, and the thing is, William Shatner and Maurice Furlong, I mean, they have worked together on two things, actually, mm-hmm. that are Star Trek related. So uh, William Shatner made a really good documentary. It's free on YouTube called Chaos on the Bridge. That's about TNG. And he interviewed Maurice Hurley for it. Um, okay. And there's and there's another documentary thing that Shatner did, another Trek one that he like did that uh, he also interviewed Maurice Hurley for. So I mean that they have they did know each other and they've worked on stuff together. Okay. And it's funny because in Chaos on the Bridge, Maurice Hurley just talks about how he was trying to get rid of the quote unquote wacky doodle ideas <laughs> that Gene Roddenberry had for Star Trek TNG. Wow. So. <laughs> Anyway, uh, and William Shatner, like, I don't know, like, his Star Trek, like, he's written several Star Trek books. Tech uh, War. The, he, that's not Star Trek. Yeah, but he wrote but, Tech uh, War. Yes. Uh, but, uh, like, like after Shat- oh, Captain Kirk dies in the first TNG movie, William Shatner immediately went and wrote a book where he turns from the dead. Did you? <laughs> and um, it's fucking nuts. Did you read it? Yeah, it's three of them. There's, it's like a series of three books. It's like I think the first one's called The Return. I mean, I haven't read it since it came out, like in the '90s or whatever. But it's like really wacky. It's like the Borg go and scoop up Kirk's remains, and they bring him back to life. And now, like Picard has to take on the Borg with Captain Kirk as their leader. Uh, Caref- careful, it, it's Kathleen real- Kennedy is going to steal your ideas and apply them to Star Wars. Maybe, maybe. Uh, anyways, um, sorry, sorry. Uh, so Creative KV wrote here that of the demons in the movie that we're covering today, just bringing it back to Devil's Revenge, that they look like they're straight out of that Mortal Kombat movie on holiday. And, yeah, that's a pretty good description. Um, My description of was uh, they look like life-size Todd McFarlane action figures. Yeah. Um, but back, back to – let me just finish up the story of the origins of the movie. So – uh, yeah, so William Shatner gets Maurice Hurley on board, and then you would think that, like, Seven of Nine shows up as a favor to Shatner mm-hmm. or whatever, and she kind of did, but the director, turns out, is a huge Star Trek fan. So he's fine with doing anything that Shatner wants to do. Uh, he's fine doing anything Maurice Hurley wants to do, and the director is the one who said, hey, could we get Seven of Nine? It was his idea. Uh, and uh, honestly, the two best actors in this movie are William Shatner and Jerry Agree. Ryan, seven of nine. And she, she, she definitely gives it, she gives us a performance that this movie doesn't deserve. I mean, for I, sure. I she, felt, she does her I best felt bad for both of them being in here. Um, yeah. Like Shatner definitely hammed it up in a low budget B movie sort of way. Um, but I think I'm, he was good like in his delivery, but again, it's just like, it's, like he was very earnestly delivering his dialogue. You know who I felt like, like he was really going for, or it felt like it was sort of from the same energy as uh, Hasselhoff's Nick Fury, basically. This like you know, yeah, it, hardened military guy who's sort of on so the. So I saw it as a. It's so funny. I thought the same thing. I thought this is a combination of Nick Fury, mm-hmm. Hasselhoff's Nick Fury, mm-hmm. John Wayne. And, um, oh, God, I just forgot who my third one was. Uh, oh, uh, Zeb Coulter from WWE. <laughs> who was that? That was, like, the uh, Jack Swagger's, like, oh, ra- semi-racist right. okay. uh, manager or whatever. 
<laughs> he always wore those vests. Right, right. All right. Now I know exactly he kinda had, who you're talking about. Uh, he kind of had that southern drawl that only appeared sporadically. Mm, yes, of course, because everyone from the south is a racist. Uh, that's right. Steve was from the south. Everyone. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, all right. He's not a Shall... racist. But uh, anyways, let's jump into it. Uh, you've, I, I know I've already kind of talked a little bit about the... The, the, the people behind the scenes, but I'll let you uh, finish rounding that out. Sure, sure. We'll uh, start out with just sort of the basics here. Um, this is, once again, the Devil's Revenge. Not the Devil's Revenge, just Devil's Revenge. One hour, 38 minutes, uh, not rated. Not even the MPAA wanted to touch this thing. Uh, and it premiered October 1st, uh, 2019. And uh, here's a synopsis. A down-on-his-luck archaeologist returns from a cave expedition that contains a cursed relic that's also a portal to hell. He discovers that the only way to stop the curse on his family is to go back to the cave and destroy the relic. And uh, this is directed by Jared Cohn, and he has directed such Academy Award-winning films as Bikini Spring Break, Jailbreak, mm. Halloween Pussy Trap, Kill Kill, and a music video of William Shatner and Bill Gibbons, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Yeah, hell, we have to watch that. We have to. And, you know, like that came out in 2018. So I'm assuming they filmed Devil's Revenge in 2018. And William Shatner was like, hey, I need a director for this music video. <laughs> we'll get old Coney <laughs> to do it. That's what he calls him, Coney. Uh, yeah. So uh, as you hell said, this is written by one Maurice Hurley. And uh, sadly, he passed away in 2019. And um, uh, well, maybe it's for the best because he might not have gotten to see this movie. This is the last <laughs> thing he wrote, sadly. So he, oh, he never even got to redeem <laughs> oh, himself. No. Uh, oh but, no! Uh, but as you hell said, he worked on Star Trek TNG, uh, Baywatch Nights. Uh, <laughs> you hell's favorite show to say that's my favorite show, Equalizer, uh, 24, and of course. I was actually gonna. I was actually gonna. If you didn't mention, I was gonna say, oh, he also worked on your favorite show, Kung Fu: The Legend Continues, which we have to add that to the list. I think that would be a fun one. Yeah, um, we do. So, uh, take it away. Who are some of the other people who weren't in Star Trek who who was in this show? Yeah, yeah. I don't think we need to do a Star Trek connection this week for this one. Uh, but yeah, William Shatner's in it. Jerry Ryan's in it. Jason Brooks is the other main uh, character. He plays Sergio. <laughs> <This character's name. laughs> Why is this fucking name Sergio? Uh, that's all. That's like Garth <laughs> Meringi levels of like bad naming because uh, you know Matt Berry's name is <laughs> Lucian Sanchez. Like what? right, and they're like don't even like you know he's obviously a white guy with like no not even a passing passing resemblance to being Hispanic. Right. Like I could pass for Greek or Italian or whatever, sure. even though I'm Hispanic. So that would work for me, but. <laughs> Sergio. Uh, Anyways, Jason Brooks, you may know him from the 476 episodes of Days of Our Lives that your mother made you watch with her. While you were home sick um, from school. Yes, for 476 yeah. days. Uh, I don't creative came you wrote in the chat. I can certainly respect the fellow gainer. I don't even know who he's referring to, but I, I love that there's always like a Chris Gaines of reference. Of course, of course. <laughs> Um, but uh, he was also in 2009 Star Trek uh, reboot as a Romulan nobody. Um, he, this guy is still acting. He's it's okay yeah. in that uh, kind of soap opera kind of way. I mean, I, I don't want to judge his acting on this movie alone, right? Because the dialogue is very very bad. Mm. 
However, of the three main cast, he definitely is by far way worse than Jerry Ryan and, and Shatner. Sure, sure. Um, but but I've always felt like William Shatner is like a super underrated actor. Mm-hmm. Uh, like he can do drama, he can do comedy. Like I mean, he he can pretty much do do it all. Mm-hmm. He he can do some acapella. <laughs> Uh, I had his uh, singing. I had that album that he released with. I think it was like Ben Folds or something. That was that was. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he's. I don't know. I'll give this to William Shatner. I mean, he'll he'll try anything once <laughs> if you're paying him. Yeah, right. <laughs> All right. Up next, uh, there's really not too many people in this cast. We've got Robert Scott Wilson who plays Sergio's son, uh, named Eric. Um, <laughs> He is uh, acting in Days of Our Lives now, funny enough. Mm. And here's the thing. Uh, his son here has been in 722 episodes. Wow. So he has surpassed Sergio his, in term, his son's look terms of Days of Our Lives. was so generic. He looked like an NPC to me, at least. Yeah, it's very generic. But you know what's really weird? He has played uh, five different people on days of oh, lives. wow so like they kill How does that they work? kill off one guy he comes back with a mustache they kill him off he comes back with a beard and a hat you know it's all it's all in the costuming and the makeup yeah. oh excuse me four people four oh, people wow. uh <laughs> or, or maybe he, they just change his last name i don't know this is very weird. i don't want to get into this uh he's also been in all my children um then we've got uh the daughter played uh named dana who's played by ciara hannah mm-hmm um she is uh in a bunch of things actually but nothing that really you're anyone's gonna know mm-hmm. looks like you know just kind of crappy b movies like this straight to video kind of stuff uh which seems about right for her yeah i should mention jerry ryan plays susan who's the wife of sergio mm-hmm. and william shatner plays hayes <laughs> who's the father yes. of sergio this is the person who named Sergio, Sergio. But here's the thing, Steve. Did you notice that n- these people don't have last names? Yeah, I did notice that. They didn't bother to give anyone yeah. a last name. This family doesn't have a last name. Maybe the Aztecs took it. Uh, but that's that's pretty much like the 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 main slash important cast. And I oh well, actually there is RJ, mm-hmm. uh, who's actually. I would say he was the best actor not named William Shatner or Jerry Ryan. Um, he plays like the, yeah. the frenemy, I guess, <laughs> yeah. of uh, Sergio. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, he, he yeah. wasn't terrible or anything. Yeah, he was fine. He he wasn't. He was trying. Mm-hmm. He was putting in some effort. Oh, oh uh, <laughs> so Creative gave me suggested they should have cast George Takei in there. Uh, that would have been fun. Uh, they would have cast George Takei. Make, make George Takei Hayes and the demon William Shatner. Aren't like he and Shatner at odds with each other for some reason? Um, I mean, yeah, like, like Takei, I wouldn't say they're at odds, but they're, they're not like buddies. But they have definitely have had years where they're like, you know, pretty straight up pissed with each mm-hmm. other. But yeah, Takei and uh, Walter Koenig. Uh, the other one that's like left alive from the original series. They're, they're not like, they don't like hate Shatner, but they but they're not like really friendly with him either. Right at this stage. Uh, did you ever? Well, Walter Koenig. Uh, I, the other day he tweeted, you know, some convention appearance, and he he sent out a tweet that said, "Oh, I'll be at Galaxy Con this weekend. Come see me before I die." I saw that. Oh my god! I was like, <laughs> man. 
that's really uh really on the nose it's funny yeah. <laughs> come on that's pretty funny it is funny i mean uh you know when you get that age you're allowed to make jokes like that you ever read his uh malibu comic raver no no it's, uh, it's not bad i mean he just he wrote it like he didn't uh you know um but uh yeah it's not bad i don't know why but creative kb in the chat said that his favorite characters in this movie are pablo martin and dj uh those are not uh people in this movie i'm starting to think you didn't unless you meant paul dr martin and rj yeah but uh anyway should we uh dive into this and i know we're not gonna go beat by beat thank god Uh, it it would be impossible to anyway yeah uh yes we should um so, yeah, basically, you know what? Uh, just give me one second. Talk to Creative KB real quick. Yeah, I'll, I'll get it. I'll start getting into the, the story here. Okay. So the, the movie opens up with um, Sergio here. Basically, he's like spurlunking. He's, he's like cave diving with two other people. They're looking for something. This 11-minute scene goes on forever. Uh ends up that one of the guys while rappelling down he hurts his ankle he breaks his ankle and Sergio's kind of a dick and he's like well just stay here lying down because I think I see something off in the distance that I need and I'll come back for you Sergio goes he kind of sees the relic but then he hears his buddy that whose ankle was broken screaming uh and uh he goes back to him and, and there's there's actually two other people uh that were with him the other guy ran off RJ to do something and he comes back and he sees that his friend with that had the broken angle. He's been brutally murdered. Like there's blood all over him. Um, it looks like his stomach has exploded with blood, although we <laughs> yeah. don't see like the ins- his yeah. innards or anything. You but... never, if you ever see someone in this movie covered in blood, like you never really see the action that brought along that blood. Cause I guess they can't afford. Well, that's not true. We do see cause, and they reuse this scene a lot we see like this like flashback of these demons attacking people and you do see them getting stabbed and there's a couple like yeah for some reason and then in the forest later like you know they with the demons do stab through some people and it's very poorly composited (laughs) uh oh man but but you're right but but 90 percent of the time Mm -hmm. we don't see the actual action that led to these bloody people they're just like bloody uh but anyway, so, uh, you know, what's-his-face Sergio sees the the demons get scared, doesn't get the relic, and that's the first 11 minutes of this movie. And I, my plan, Steve, going into this was I'm going to watch this movie in three 30-minute increments. <laughs> and I paused it thinking at least 30 minutes had gone by. Oh. And I was appalled when I saw it was only 11 and a half minutes that had gone by. Gee. I couldn't believe how much this movie dragged on. The pacing is absolutely terrible. Um, again, this comes from the, uh, the mind of one, uh, William Shatner. It's like, uh, yeah, just a, a loose premise with, uh, barely anything attached to it. And then I guess, as you said, everyone else just said, yes, Mr. Shatner, right away, Mr. Right. Shatner, whatever you want. <clears throat> so on the cover, uh, of this film, William Shatner is holding like a big shotgun and creative KB said, oh, grandpa's holding the shotgun again. But in the movie, he never uses that gun. Instead, he ends up getting like some gas-powered like weapon from Doom. It's a gr- yeah, grenade uh, launcher, like straight out of Resident Evil, which is pretty funny. I mean, I think everyone wants to see a crazed William Shatner 
with a high-powered, uh, you know, fi like firearm of some yeah, I kind. Yeah, I, I can't remember exactly. What, I, I remember he said it was a gas-powered something or the other. It's pretty ridiculous looking, mm -hmm. uh, like in a good way. Unfortunately, once you start shooting it, the effects are. <laughs> so we'll talk about that when we get to it. But and then, like, I guess while Sergio is escaping, he has like a heart attack or something. Anyways, he gets somehow somebody finds out. I guess RJ must have called the uh, for an ambulance or something. Because then Sergio is like going to the hospital and they're working on him. His wife shows up, uh, seven of nine, and she's like, oh, don't die, don't die. And as he's dying, he like sees like flashes of the demons in the hospital room mm -hmm. behind the doctors. Anyways, he does die, but only for like a minute. And then somehow he's like back alive again. Yeah, he gets revived and everything is just uh, fine. And of course, it's the classic. The doctor is all... We need to examine you. I was like, no, no, I feel fine. You don't need to examine me. I gotta go back. Yeah, you think like, I mean, an archaeologist is still a, a scientist. So if a doctor wanted to examine you, you think he would be all for it. But eventually, Jerry Ryan convinces or wife convinces him to to do it. And yes, it's confirmed that he is indeed uh, perfectly fine. Yeah, the doctor's like, oh, I don't understand. Uh, everything checks out great. Um, this doctor was a terrible oh, actor, Oh, yeah, too. he was bad. Yeah. Uh, but then we end up meeting, like, his shitty little kids. <laughs> they're uh, not even little. They're, like, adult age. Uh, th yeah, they're in They're both in college, mm -hmm. and they're supposed... I guess the implication is that they're in their early 20s, but, like, they really look like they're pushing maybe close to 30. Um, but the, the funny thing is, like, so Sergio now is, like, seeing things. Mm -hmm. Uh, sees a loosening. So this is one of those movies where you don't know. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I was just laughing at Great Akiva wrote that this movie made him a shat head. Uh, <laughs> that, that, that is what William Shatter should call his fans, they the shat heads. Um, but yeah, so it's one of those movies where you don't know if what's happening on screen is really happening or not. And, you know, short, like as the movie goes in, I would say about, uh, 20 minutes into it, you start to realize, okay, anytime somebody like something really weird is happening, it's probably not really happening. Mm -hmm. And almost always that's what happens. So basically, I would say up until the end, half of this movie doesn't even matter because half of it isn't really happening. And then at the end, it turns out none of it really Oh, yeah. That, uh, <laughs> that ending... I mean, it's uh, brutal. It just ruins everything. But uh, but yeah, yeah, we'll we'll get there. So does it? I, I would argue it improves everything, and I'll tell you why when we get there. <laughs> well, yeah, at the I'll tell you now. Okay. It's best that nothing in this movie happens. Yeah. <laughs> so, but the, but it makes the viewer all right. If you thought you were no, wasting your time before, like once you get to the end of the movie, right. it's confirmed. <laughs> it's confirmed. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But uh, anyway, so. Like, the dad, Sergio, he's at the school. He wants to pick up his daughter because, I don't know, something, the curse or whatever. He's all freaked out. He sees her, like, in the library making out with some punk oh, or this whatever. Was, this... But the guy looks like he's, like, 38 or something. I don't know. He's pretty old. Well, I wouldn't even and... say that that's not really what threw me off about this scene. It was just like, okay, so they're making out, and then, yeah, he, yeah, he magically finds them 
in this uh, this library. Also, the campus. Yeah, there was a lot of scenes of him prior to this wandering around on campus because, again, I think they're they're yeah. desperate to fill the runtime because, again, it's you know it's my opinion or theory that they didn't have like a full ninety page script uh, and they were just padding right. for time. Uh, anyway, he comes in there. And he's like, come on, daughter. Like, what's going on here, daughter? Come on, we got to go. And You're supposed to be studying for the midterms. Yeah, not... And she's like, I am? Not locking <laughs> lips with some some dude. Uh, but uh, so he goes, and then the guy is just like, hey, you know, fuck you, old man. And then um, he, Sergio grabs him, like, by the, by the collar. And then cut to the guy who I guess you're supposed to think was a bad boy just changed into a regular blue shirt. <laughs> well, yeah, because 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 her the guy she's making out with uh, says like, "Oh, I'll take her home" or whatever. And Sergio's like, "No, you won't." And he's like, "Uh, fuck you, old man," or something like that. And that and like that's when he grabs him, right? Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what happens. But but then after the grab, like it cuts to the bad boy. Like the the way you know that he's not really a bad boy is because his. <laughs> His like now he's like shaved. Yeah, his jean jacket or whatever has now been changed to like regular, like a regular it's like blue a button up, button up shirt. shirt. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just like that is so cheesy. Like they cast this guy and they're like, hey, can you bring two looks? Uh, we need that one from the one photo where you know where you're basically dressed in casual clothes and then your regular like business casual. Just just bring those and you know we'll we'll make it yeah. work. And yeah, that, I just thought that that was so funny that that's the symbol that hey. He's actually a good dude because he wears a blue button-up shirt. Like that's right, the kind right. of symbolism that we're dealing with here, you hell. Oh, and we're gonna <laughs> see that reused, uh, like not even two minutes later, because you know the daughter's like, "Oh, you're crazy," but okay, I'm gonna go with you. Um, so they're like walking out, and then he happens to just see his son is now in front of the uh, building that the library was at. Mm-hmm. Very convenient. Mm-hmm. His son is a cool guy wearing a, the tightest leather jacket you've ever seen in your life. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, and his dad's like, hey, come on, Eric. It's me, your dad, Sergio. Uh, <laughs> Are you sure that's your real name, dad? That seems like cultural appropriation. And he. You better fucking. The son. He, he's like, we, we, looks we, like he. We got to. Oh, the son. What? I was just going to say the son looks like he's like half Asian or something, depending on like what angle you're looking at him. But I, I don't know. Yeah. So yeah. They yeah. Took Honestly, the... the son could pass for a lot of yeah. things. He, he could pass for a surgeon. Technically to be honest. Uh, ambiguous. That's what they call him in the biz. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so. Anyways, Sergio's talking to his friend, and as the dad's walking up, and I know we said we weren't going to go beat by beat, but some of these first scenes are, like, so stupid. Sure. I mean, this is so the, the best of the movie is at the beginning, sadly. His son's, like, telling the guy he's talking to, oh, you got the stuff? Yeah, I got the stuff. And he's, like, handing him drugs. He's like, oh, yeah, with this, it's going to be, like, a great party. And the dialogue's super lame. Mm-hmm. And uh, somehow the son is able to put this these drugs into his super tight jacket's <laughs> pocket. And the dad's like, oh, what's going on? Oh, what are you doing? I'm Sergio. Let me reach into your pocket. You're not going to have any of these drugs. Oh, it's not drugs, Steve. He pulls out uh, Wrigley's double mint yeah. gum. <laughs> but to make sure that you knew it was gum, they took like a box of it and they like smashed it flat. Right. Uh, and it's like, and he's, so again, the guy he's talking to who looks even older, this guy now looks like he's like in his mid 40s. Uh, Eric's friend here 
Uh, and I can't remember like what he says to him that pisses off Sergio, but Sergio punches him. Yeah, yeah. And after he punches him, when the guy's on the ground, his clothes change, and he's now wearing a button-up shirt. Right, right, right. Because anyone <laughs> who's bad always dresses like they look bad, but uh, every, and everyone who's good always dresses like they look good. This is these are the takeaways from Devil's Revenge. Yeah. Just take everything at face value, ladies and gentlemen. Everything. And they act like. Like the guy that Sergio punched, like he broke his nose, and like in fact they say that he broke his nose. They're like, oh, dad, his face is all messed up, blah blah. There's nothing. There's not an <laughs> ounce of makeup on the guy's face. He looks perfectly normal. He looks he looks better than before. Right. And what uh, I what I love is when um he gets into the car, Sergio, and they're all driving home as a as a family. Uh, Jerry Ryan is like, what's wrong with you? You just took a swing at a student, and then there's never yeah you no 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 she said you punched a kid. Did, did you say that? Yeah. The guy. Yeah. Yeah. And the guy looks like as old as Sergio. Right. Right. They couldn't. Uh, they couldn't afford any real kids for this shoot. Yeah. Uh, and and then like we should say, and I don't remember the order of things. And honestly, in this movie, the order you, you could literally watch this movie in any order. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I will say uh, that's quite a feat. <laughs> um, but but they do show uh, the, the the guy that got punched, the kid. They got punched mm. and the kid that his daughter was making out with, they do have some scenes with them after this where like uh, the guy that got punched is like going up the stairs and he starts to see the Mortal Kombat demons. <laughs> Thank you, creative Katie. <laughs> <laughs> he sees the Mortal Kombat demons and he's like running away from them up the stairs and then, oh no, but they can teleport uh, whenever it's convenient to the plot. Hey, Smoke Monster is here uh, in the live chat. Yeah, Thanks been, for joining. Been a while. Anyways. He gets killed, but like you said, it's not really shown. Mm. He's just kind of suddenly bloody. Yeah. Um, or he gets stabbed. I do. I think they they show like the demon's arm stabbing him, but they don't show the stabbing. Right. Right. Uh, then with the kid that was being that the girl was making out with, he goes into an elevator. He like kind of looks around a little bit, and he's like, "Hmm, I feel like something's weird." <laughs> Then there's a shot from the outside of the elevator. The elevator door op- door opens, and he's been killed. He's bloody, and on the ground, you don't see it. Uh, yeah, Smoke Monster said in the chat that on paper, this movie seems incredible. <laughs> I agree. That's why I suggested mm-hmm. it. And I was yes, yeah. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Um, yeah th- so, yeah, they're in the car forever, right, as a family, mm-hmm. and they're basically like, Sergio, you're fucking nuts. Mm-hmm. You're punching children, 45-year-old children. <laughs> What's going on with you? Yeah, th- is it the meds? I had some other uh, notes about just the quote-unquote uh, cinematography. Like, I mean, when you first start watching the movie, I mean, it looks like at least someone is knowing what they're doing. Um, I'm sure they probably, you know, shot it on a red or something like that. But uh, you know, clearly, once you get into the the meat of the movie, you see that the uh, the script is absolute trash. But they do some other stuff, like when they're in the cave, they keep shining the the lights into the camera lens and that just that drove me nuts uh did that have any (laughs) yeah and then the the editing and just the general editing in this movie too terrible like some of the worst editing uh, i've ever seen mm -hmm. in a movie i think oh i i agree like like it's literally sometimes like you'll go from and i'm not saying you can't cut from one setting to another Mm -hmm. but the cuts are so jarring like in fact isn't like the next cut after they're like talking in the the family's like in the car or whatever they cut to suddenly a ranch 
and the dad's there. Sergio's there. Yeah, something like that. There's like no explanation. There's nothing about like, oh, I got to talk to my dad. He's just suddenly there. Yep, 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 yep. And uh, speaking Um, of other stuff like that, uh, at the beginning when um, (laughs) when he's driving his like uh, SUV or whatever away from the cave, and he's having like an intense, like emotional conversation with Jerry Ryan, his wife, like over cell phone. Uh, that is just so such cheap filmmaking because it would have it would have yeah. felt you would have felt so much more if they were in the same room, like yelling at each other. But no, nah, no, nah, it's just a casual drive, like, you know, on a cell phone. She's in the kitchen on her cell phone or whatever. And uh, yeah, I mean, you could tell they were just trying to save some money. That's all I can see where they're cutting the corners. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and we are skipping, like, kind of glossing over a lot of the plot. But basically, like, this guy, Sergio, he both, want, depending on the scene, he either can't wait to get back to the cave or he's scared to death and doesn't want to go back yeah, to the cave. Yeah, it's, uh, it's uh, all over the place. Yeah, he and his boys went to grab this idol and uh, they succeeded, but one of his boys died, and not and by boy, yeah, I mean oh, his, I went over his friends. Yes, yes. Yeah. But the thing is, one, all right, so now we're sort of back to the present, at least where you left off, where uh, Sergio goes to talk to his dad, Hayes, uh, William, a.k.a. William Shatner, and this is where you find out that William Shatner also found the idol first or knew about it. Uh, this is like it's super unclear because you think at this point and by the way at this point it was like 35 minutes into the movie or so i think uh yeah it feels like four hours and this is the first time you're seeing william shatner Mm. uh in the movie which i mean that's not a bad thing per se that your big major star isn't there till 30 minutes it's just that after this scene, you then don't see him again until like the last 10 minutes right i thought this was actually going to be like uh one of those uh, Bruce Willis pictures where he was just gonna, Me too, yes. he was just going to show up and stay in one room the whole time and we were never going to see him anywhere else. He was only going to be in the yeah. movie for maybe 15, 20 minutes. But, you know, at least Bruce Willis had a medical. I'm not making a joke, but, you know, seriously. No, you're right. But Shatner uh, just made sure that he inserted himself into the best scenes. Uh, yeah. Well, but, you know, in a way, okay, so uh, especially for those that just joined live, so William Shatner, he's the one that came up with this movie, mm-hmm. the premise and stuff. In a way, I'm kind of surprised he didn't make himself the main star. Oh, I was, see, that's so, what I think we all really wanted. We wanted that's Garth what I wanted too. William Shatner movie where like he casts himself playing a guy way too young for his age where, you know, he's going around uh, – you know, having all the best lines, killing all the bad guys, and making out with women who are like half his age or a quarter his age. Baby. Yeah, but that's not what we got. I mean, that's not what we got. He does have the best lines in the movie. He though. does. He uh, does. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I thought that's what it was going to be too, and I thought like um, Jerry Ryan and him were going to be at odds or whatever, mm-hmm. and like that could have been like a fun movie with them going back and it forth. Could've. You know, I, I've I've seen him on Boston Public or Boston, Boston Legal. Boston Legal. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Oh, what am I talking about? Uh, and uh, they have great chemistry together, you know, and they can both do like quippy comedy. You know, they could have been great. Um, ah, but anyway, I, I, I mean, William Shatner is the one that ends up saving it. We'll get to that. Yeah. But so the son shows up. He's like, oh, dad, I found the relic. But then I let it go because I got scared. And, and William Shatner, 
<laughs> his performance here is so intense. Mm. Basically, William Shatner as a father hates his son. He's very disappointed in him. And he has like a southernish accent for like the first minute or so mm-hmm. of his lines and then he gives up on right. it. Right. Yeah, yeah. And he talks like he's like chewing dip also <laughs> yeah. for like the first minute. Yeah, he's basically your he's... Uh, sort of typical military veteran uh dad character and he's basically basically he's just like i'm i'm a hard ass and you're a big time pussy son like you need to man up let's yeah yeah. so in the chat smoke monster said does shatner know he's a joke or does he take it all seriously i mean i think he took this really seriously in his delivery and honestly he's kind of a breath of fresh air whenever he or jerry are the ones mostly in the scene like it is like a breath of fresh air Mm. um Creative KV, though, in reply, said that he's not a joke. He went to space with Bezos. No fear. No fear. No fear. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, like, William Shatner is, like, telling his son, oh, you're a fuck-up. He does call his son a pussy. Uh, he, William Shatner kind of – this is where he's supposed to explain the plot of the movie. Mm-hmm. And it starts off like, oh, okay. And then by the time he's done, you're like, what? <laughs> I'm more confused. Yeah, he says – He says it's like yeah, – the- an Aztec curse, but they're Aztec demons or something. Right. Yeah. Uh, and they vaguely. have their family is cursed because their their um, bloodline goes back to conquistadors. Yeah, and I guess these Aztec demons moved to Kentucky at right. some point. <laughs> uh. oh, just a real um, quick note, like I, I will say that is the one sort of standout about this is they they were filming in Kentucky at the right time because I was like I mean you're in Florida I'm in California we're in states that don't really have like fall you know weather so I was just like I'm like wow look at all the orange I just thought it it was pretty that's all <laughs> yeah 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 I mean honestly like location wise yeah some some of the locations look a little cheap <laughs> I um, love when they, the, like the school they were filming a scene there was a Taco Bell in the background <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the, the school probably is, is the cheapest, mm. but I mean, as far as like some of the other locations, like the cave. I mean, it's a fucking cave, right. but it's fine. Mm. Um, the uh, ranch, I, I think, like that. They did a good job sure. with that location. Mm. Um, you know, I, I will say, like the sound uh, is well done. <laughs> Great <laughs> sound design. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, well, you know what I mean. A lot of time, these cheap movies, like there's like poor miking. Yeah, there's nothing. Or the really, sound mix. There's nothing really wrong with the um, technical um, aspects of the film. It looks like a movie. It sounds like a movie. Like all the problems, I would say, lie in the the script and uh, the pacing. Uh, so either the script, the pacing, the editing. Mm-hmm. So either, um, yeah, they could have. And the and the special effects. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, there is that too. Uh, so, all right, all the other technical aspects aside from the special effects, they're fine. But yeah, special effects are trash. You know what's funny? But so many like Star Trek episodes take place in cave sets. Mm, like it's right. so funny. But this is obviously a real cave. But Can I tell you, I, I've uh, been to Vasquez Rocks. Uh, no. Yep, I went there. It was it was pretty cool. Looks just it's the same it was when they filmed that one episode where he fought that green guy. The the Gorn. Ah, yes, the Gorn. Um, is the soundtrack score? I don't. I, <laughs> I I don't. Well, they did in the credits. They did have like an original music person mm. that composed stuff. It was so, uh, Chris Gaines? Uh, th- th- this movie has. <laughs> <laughs> this movie has a twenty-two million dollar budget. Wow! Wow! I, where did all that money? I think most of that money went to cocaine. 
That's that's my question. Uh, cocaine, William Shatner, mm-hmm. Jerry Ryan, um, and uh, I, I I mean some of this stuff. I, I would assume that like filming on location in the cave wasn't cheap or easy. And there is the scene where they go on the river, um, and it's actually really well shot. Mm-hmm. Like uh, where it's at night and they're like rafting in this cave that has really low overhead. Like it's a really it's it's a really nice set of it's a set of nice looking shots with some of the worst dialogue in the movie. Yes. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah. Speaking of bad dialogue, I think we sort of left off. I think they were still in the car when she said this. Uh, you know, they, uh, Jerry Ryan was asking him, you know, what's going on with the cave. And he's like, I got to go back and get the thing. And she actually says the cave is tearing us apart. I'm like, I'm like, <laughs> are you sure this was written by like a seasoned writer? Like that just blow. Tommy Wiseau yeah. uh, is a co-writer consultant yeah, on this. Basically. Um, and then there's a lot of, they do a lot of wides and then close-ups, very few medium shots, I feel like. And then, oh, this part I thought was interesting. You, or you were talking about the special effects. Well, I guess, um, you know, wife, Jerry Ryan, I don't know why I can't call her by her real or her character name, but whatever. We'll just go with Susan. Steve. Susan Put some yes. respect on Susan. So Susan and Susan Sergio, and Sergio um, are getting ready for bed, basically. And, uh, you know, she's, like, saying how this is... Uh, did they even start talking about going to the cave as a family at this point? But anyway, it doesn't matter. They start m- making out, <laughs> and then she turns into a demon. And my question to you, Yael, if you were making out with Jerry Ryan and she turned into a CGI demon, would you stop? I mean, I guess it depends. Uh... <laughs> Come on, man. No fear. No fear. <laughs> what the demon looks like. but uh, Just the, just uh, the face, I, mean, I, mean, I guess. I mean, hey. I mean, yeah, if her face turns into a demon, she's probably got crazy demon teeth, yeah. man. She's going <laughs> to chew you up. But, uh, yeah, I, I think we're, we're getting a little out of order here. But um, basically, like, when he goes to visit his dad, he doesn't want to go back into the cave. Right. And his dad's like, you're a pussy. Mm. You, if you don't go back there and do this and get that relic and destroy it, I will kill you myself. <laughs> he says, I'll kill you. I'll shoot you here and now and get blood on the horses. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know why there's horses in this with with Shatner? Because Shatner in real life loves horses. He's like an avid mm-hmm. horseback rider, so he always tries to fit it into his movies. Um, but uh, anyways, so you know he's like, okay, fine, uh, Captain Kirk, I'll right. do this. And then the next scene is you know the when the, he's in the bed mm-hmm. uh, with Jerry Ryan, and she he tells her that he's gonna do it, but then. She like convinces him not to because it's like uh, dangerous. He's like, okay, fine, I won't do right. it. Uh, yeah. And then like they make out, turns into demon, and then she turns <laughs> back, and he's like, oh, something wrong? No, everything's everything's fine. But then Steve, what happens next? Uh, they just go ahead and decide to do it. Um, basically. But do you remember why? Uh, I don't. Let's see. Um... So Jerry Ryan then convinces him. In the same scene, after she started telling him not to do it, she's like, oh, you know, we used to take the, the kids uh, spurlunging. Yeah, no, no, uh, that's, yeah, that's what happened. Yeah, she's like, uh, we need to have a family trip to, like, get us back together, more or less. Yeah, that's that's what happened, right? Well, the reason why is because, like, he goes and does something, and then she gets a call mm-hmm. from uh, William Shatner. Mm-hmm is what happens. Oh, that's right. And he tells her something. We never hear what it mm. is, but she's, but then when like, what's his face comes back in, he like convinces her. Mm. Uh, and, and she does tell, and he's like, 
at least he says, why do you now want to go? And she says, oh, your dad thought it would bring us together. It would bring the family together. That's so, man, that's really messed up of like Shatner to circumvent his own son and go to the wife and just to get him to to her to manipulate him to go get the uh, the idol. Or I assume the conversation went like, all right, you be Jerry Ryan. I'll be uh, okay. William Shatner here. Uh, ring, ring. Hello. Hey, Jerry. Uh, it's me, William Shatner. <laughs> that's how it, that's how he's talking in this movie. Hi, Bill. How's it going? Not good. You know your pussy husband? He sure is. Yeah. Well, he came over here, and he doesn't want to go end the curse. Now, you may wonder why I didn't end the curse. Don't worry about that. Why didn't I end it in my youth? I don't know. You need to convince him to go. It'll be good for the family. I don't know. I mean, a man died on the last expedition. Should I really put my... God damn it, Jerry. If you don't fucking do it, I will go over there and blow your brains out in front of my horse. <laughs> well, when you put it that way, Bill, okay. You we've, you get a deal. All right. All right. All right. Kisses. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. And yeah, and the fact that... She just went along with it so easily. It's like, of course I'll put my uh, son and daughter in the harm's way. Like, it's more, yeah, it's more important that we s- somehow bring our family together using the power of camping instead of going to Disney yeah. World or Universal yeah. Studios. And, and, and uh, in the chat here, uh, Smoke Monster was talking about how The Creator is a terrible movie. Uh, have you seen that? I haven't seen no, it. No, I just heard. saw the, the trailer. It's not good. Creative Cavies said, honestly, I don't know what I'm listening to right now. I thought this was a Doom movie from the Demon screenshots. And yeah, I, I can definitely see that. Mm, yeah. So we got um, Doom, we got Todd McFarlane, and then we've got Mortal Kombat. Like, yeah, they're all sort of in the same. Uh, yeah. yeah. We, sh- we should add that um, all throughout the movie, they keep reusing this flashback footage mm-hmm. of demons killing um, these people that I guess had tried to. I, I Maybe it's supposed to be like the original family line or whatever. Uh, but the demon and the demons are like slashing them up. It's, it's one of the bloodiest parts of the movie mm-hmm. actually. And it's pretty well done. In fact, like the way that they have the demons sometimes when they're in the dark, they don't look that bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and they do a thing where like the head demon opens its mouth and they kind of did this weird CGI thing with its like teeth, yeah. but it actually looks pretty mm-hmm. decent. Um, Unfortunately, they liked it so much. You see this like 10 times and it's supposed to be like Sergio remembering it. So Sergio knows these demons are like killers and that this is putting his family in danger. But he's like, all right, we'll all fucking go. Yeah. And Sergio's like in a bad mood the whole time. They they get in their shitty RV and they drive down there and like uh, they're like reading through old oh, books. Yeah, this that... part feels like it takes an eternity. Yeah, they're just uh, hanging yeah. out in the RV. A daughter is, like, reading, uh, yeah, like you said, an old book. I don't know if it's uh, supposed to be a historical text or something like that. No, 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 no. They say that the da- that Hayes, oh, yeah. William it's, Shatter's it's character, wrote it. Yeah. And I love it. They're like, oh, he wrote it himself. And they're, like, looking through. And there's sometimes there'll be pictures of demons. And they're reading it. And then, like, they flip to a picture where, like, there's the worst drawing you've ever seen of a woman. Right. The worst sketch. <laughs> and the sun goes... Oh, she doesn't look too bad. Yeah, oh man, they really tried to make him into some sort of comedic character, but yeah, it's uh, pretty awful. They try to make him like a bit of an edge lord once they get to the cave. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, for sure. Uh, this is when I was but, uh, when oh, yeah. So the whole movie is goes on the camping trip, and then I was like, man, like, what is this? It 
feels like uh it turns into like a real the worst like ducktales episode that uh that was ever made because now they're on a treasure hunt basically to go get this <laughs> to go get this idol the thing that's really funny is that this thing has been sitting there like it feels like they live just like two blocks down the street from it like they could have right. gone and gotten this thing anytime like one of the big questions like why now yeah, that's are the they... big question. when you sit down to write a uh, a script especially a movie one of the big questions they tell you to ask yourself is why now and that was never addressed in this but but here's the thing like they also say that it's Shatner's character that's cursed right that he's the one bearing the burden of the curse but nothing ever the demons never show up around his place or anything it's always like Sergio that's being bothered no like uh, by the and demons. did they ever even explain why Sergio went into his first attempt to try to get the idol did they ever it was just hey we're yeah 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 that that, that was him like his dad had told him to do oh, that oh so it all uh, comes cause, back because his dad's like oh I gave you because his dad's like I gave you asked me for money I sold that's everything right. I had except this ranch so you could <laughs> afford to go down there and do this. A Ford bro had like a rope was his equipment. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. He he went down there with like seventy five dollars worth of equipment between the three people that went uh, down into the cave in the opening scene. But anyway, the whole family's going, and Sergio's is rightfully so wound up really tight the whole trip there. Obviously, he shouldn't have his family there. Uh, they get into like this boat this little raft and they're like okay we got to go rafting uh down there like the uh, lazy river at adventure island oh, oh uh, you are skipping over a very pivotal scene uh on the way <laughs> uh first off i also wanted to add that it seemed like that rv was powered by exposition because that's all they did the whole time was uh yeah uh you know expository dialogue but then on the way you know on the way to pick up the evil idol they make a little pit stop at a funeral the, uh, oh, that's right. They, that they stop at the funeral for the guy who, who died. Uh, yeah. At the beginning, had had his ankle broken, uh, but then was later killed by uh, the demon. They step out of the RV, and that uh, what's his name, RJ, is basically waiting with a gang of dudes to jump Sergio, the, like in front of his family, basically. Yeah, and then suddenly the daughter, who, you know. And son, who both were like mad at the dad mm -hmm. last time they're we saw them. They're now. like sticking up. Mm -hmm. They're like sticking up for him. Like she, the daughter goes up to her. She's like, "You don't know who the fuck you're talking to, talking to him like that. If you, you'd best let us through, or else." And she's like threatening to like kill them. She gets to deliver one of the worst lines. Um, someone, one of it's either R.J. or one of his people or whatever, starts talking about the evil, and she gets up right in his face and goes, "We're here to get the evil away." I'm like. Oof. That's Get right. Get the right. evil away? Like, God, that is, yeah, that is some first draft trash yeah. right there. So somehow on this trip, he's gotten the entire family to buy into the curse, even though at the beginning of the road trip, they uh, ask the dad, like one of the kids asks the dad if he believes in the curse, mm. and he goes, I don't know. Oh, no, but then I don't at know the, what by I the, believe anymore. But then at the end of it, like the mom and the dad say, uh, that Hayes, William Shatner, is cursed. Right. right. So, yeah, it's just like, I don't There's know. No like, the, everything changes from one yeah, scene exactly. to the next. Yeah. The, the world isn't really established well. They don't establish rules for the curse or for the bad guys. And I would say, all right, yeah, the, um, the Aztecs or whatever they're supposed to be, yeah, look okay at times. But. 
the way they just sort of casually show up out of nowhere with no fog or no teleportation effects or anything like that is so uh, just boring, basically. And it keeps happening over and over again, especially like towards the end of the movie. But uh, but I mean, just throughout the movie, you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, so at this point, they end up, you know, they let them go through to the cave or whatever. And um, so even though the family is going to the cave, we see that RJ and his people, the demons, for whatever reason, show up Mm -hmm. and come kill them in the woods. (laughs) (laughs) Why wouldn't the demons kill Sergio? Yeah, right. I mean, and his family at this point. Instead, why would they come and teleport and kill RJ? See, That's the thing is that we have no idea. Since there's no rules, we don't really know what the demons want. Like, you was, you would assume that it's the cursed family, the cursed bloodline. But, yeah, they just kill ev- everyone. They even killed the guy who was making out with a daughter at the beginning, just for no reason. Yeah, yeah, Just yeah. because they just wanted to have, like, a, I guess an extensive body count for this or something, since it's a horror I, I thought movie. it was going to be that, that the demons were, like, going to f- be framing the dad, uh, <laughs> like, for murders. <laughs> Is what I thought it was going to be. That would have made then will, more sense. Uh, I, yeah. I foolishly still had hopes in the first 30 <laughs> minutes that this might get turned around. So I thought the demons were going to frame him because everybody in the library, there were witnesses that saw him be aggressive towards both of these people. The demons kill them. The dad is framed. And now William Shatner has to go get a shotgun <laughs> and team up with Seven of Nine right. and, you know, get rid of the demons and the curse. That's how I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Was, well, see, luckily, uh, and I think the filmmaker did this on purpose, is like, uh, you as the viewer, you get a lot of time to think about a better plot and a better movie as you're sitting there <laughs> watching the main actors wander through a cave, uh, rafting, uh, sitting in an RV. Like, you're allowed to meditate and make a better movie than yeah, what we're yeah, actually yeah. Uh, have here. So in the chat, uh, KV Smoke and I, we were talking about um, Shatner's age and, you know, he looks good for his mm-hmm. age. And I mentioned that, he, you know, he moves like a guy in his like 50s, mm-hmm. you know, not like a guy in his 80s. And uh, Creative KV wrote, uh, unfortunately, moves don't save a movie. <laughs> well said. Well said. But, um, yeah, so the uh, RJ and his friends get killed. The family eventually makes it down to the cave. Mm-hmm. Like, they start, like, and, and it's weird because, like, at one point as they're, like, it takes them forever to get through the cave, right, because they're trying to fill in time. So we get a lot of them traveling through the cave. And at one point, like, the daughter is leading mm-hmm. everyone. Why are you having your daughter first? Shouldn't the dad be the one leading the family since he knows it's dangerous That's and all this toxic stuff? toxic masculinity, you hell. Come on, strong women. Strong women. <laughs> Everyth- Come on. Everything about this woman is toxic. <laughs> uh, about this movie is toxic. You got that right. Uh, anyway, so long story short, as they're walking through the cave, they kind of get to the main area from the beginning of the mm. movie where near the relics and like the sun picks up like some swords and shit that was sure, like Sure, those are left always from... just casually laying around. Well, I guess this is stuff that was left around from uh, the flashbacks that we see <laughs> yeah, yeah. of the the murders, uh, the, the, the demon previous murders. night's shoot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, and the son's like, "Oh, look at this! Oh, this would be good for a selfie." Ha <laughs> ha! Takes like a selfie, and he's like, "Oh, this could do some real damage." So, anyways, the son seems like he's a little psychopath. Mm. Uh, what's his face? Sergio and Seven find the relic, picks it up, and they're like, "Okay, let's get out of here." But then the son screams. They run over to him, and the demons are there. Mm. Uh, I'm sorry, the son screams because he saw one of the demons, right. and then he's like all surrounded. The demons kill the son. 
then the head demon kills uh, Jerry Ryan. Yeah. The daughter gets killed. I don't remember how. Um, the demons hold Sergio and make him watch. Uh, the family get killed. Right. And, at, and at this point, I'm like, oh, at least something's yeah. happening finally. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, we just watched uh, 20 minutes of, of a family wandering around the forest. So, yeah, I'll take, I'll yeah, take yeah, whatever yeah. you got. Yeah, and I, and I was like, wow, they're killing the whole family. I'm yeah, kind of like, surprised like that they're... killed your second highest name on the bill? Like, good for you. But this is close to the end of the movie. Yeah. I, I was like, yeah, all right. Mm. They're, they're actually going to, you know, th there's finally uh, stakes. some stakes. Yeah, consequences, yeah. So at this point, there's only two ways, I guess, to get out of this little area. Mm. And the demons have blocked off both of those exits. Because at this point, there's like a dozen around mm. him. And he's dropped the idol or whatever the the relic. Mm. It's near one of the demons. And then there's a there's a and he's like surrounded. Sergio's looking around. Oh my god, what am I gonna yeah. do? And then there's suddenly a cut mm -hmm. to him just like running away up up like a steep part of the cave yep. that you've never seen before. <laughs> and he's holding the relic. Yeah. He just magically. We don't got know it. how he got yep. it. And how many of these demons are chasing him? Uh, uh, like none. <laughs> One. There's one. <laughs> There's only one demon mm -hmm. chasing him, and he gets away from him. Yep, no problem. And, and he gets in the water, and blah, blah, goes back, uh, and he makes it back to the RV. Mm. And then he gets a call from William Shatner, who's from Wait, his dad. Did he who's get the like, call? Well, no, he got the call as he was trying to commit suicide. He was trying to... Uh, he was going to blow his uh, head away, uh, and then he got the call from William Shatner. Which, by the way, does not destroy the relic. Right. Why not bring something to destroy the relic with? That way you can do it as soon as possible. Old uh, Maurice, you know, he was uh, thinking about his mortality the whole time while he was writing this. He didn't, Guess he so. didn't have I, time. I think writing the screenplay is what killed Maurice mm, Hurley. I, it says it says so on his tombstone. <laughs> Died writing Devil's um, Revenge. Yes, yes. Uh, so anyways... He gets on the phone with William Shatner, and he's like, what's going on? Uh, where are you? He's like, oh, I did it. I got the relic. And he's like, no, uh, where's your family? And he's like, oh, they're all killed in the cave. They're all dead. And he's like, no, they're not. Uh, you're, you're just your seeing wife things. Called me. Yeah. Wait, what was that? He says, like, your wife called me that on the satellite phone. Right. They're worried sick about yeah. you. <laughs> Yeah, and basically he starts saying that, oh, they're just making you see stuff, you dumb some bitch. Like, basically, if you want to like boil mm -hmm. this movie down, uh, it's uh, Sergio, like dumb in every way possible, but Daddy Shatner, he's got all the answers, all the answers. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, this is when the people in the woods get killed because Shatner says, "I'm gonna come and like help you." Uh, stay where you're at. Mm. We'll go get them together. Shatner like gets on like a the smallest dune buggy you've no, ever seen. No, I think it's a it's a tactical golf cart. If this is what it's supposed yeah, to be. Yeah, tactical golf <laughs> yeah. cart is a great way to describe mm. it. So, uh, oh, that's funny. Creative Kivy is uh, saying that calling Shatner here, Daddy Shatner. That's what I'm gonna call him from, Dad, from now. Daddy forward. Shat. So Daddy Shatner gets down to the woods and he runs into RJ and his people and. Uh, they have like an argument and William Shatner's uh, daddy Shatner's like I'm real badass you better get the fuck out of my mm -hmm. way kind of a uh, discussion and as daddy Shatner goes to leave that's when the demons show up and kill everybody did you else. notice the one uh, member of uh, RJ's mob it's like this older man with a hammer 
and he's just off to the left and he's he's really into it like he's uh yeah he's yeah, shaking yeah. the hammer and they showed his face and it's like oh man this guy he they should have made the movie around him like he should have been the serial yeah, killer yeah. or something make him the demon yeah yeah uh, Anyway, Shatner gets there. He's got like all this. He pulls up like an iPad that can track where the family's at by their heat signatures because he's, he's connected the wonderful to. Toys. Yeah. He's like, oh, this is connected to GPS satellites, the best technology ever created. Yeah. That's like a line. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I don't know why. Like, I mean, you, he, Sergio already knows where the family. Yeah, I was is, just so. like, but whatever. Yeah, what? I guess he's trying to prove that they're still alive. I was like. Well, the the satellites can they see the ghosts too? Like, what's uh, what, like, why do Apparently we even not. need this? They know where they need to well, go. Yeah, this is when this is when Shatner tells him, "Hey, I brought the because like uh, we're gonna kill them with this gun." And uh, Sergio says, "Well, I unloaded like a clip into one of those demons, and it didn't do anything." But William Shatner, you can see it on the Obscuratron when William Shatner's holding it at the cave a couple times. But William Shatner's like, "Nope, I brought this giant fucking." gas-powered gun thing, uh, and this will definitely do some damage. Yeah, or even worse than that, he was like, stop it with the bad attitude. <laughs> it's like, he's... Oh, that's right, yeah, right, Sergio right. is literally giving him the facts. He's like, I unloaded a clip in them, and they they still kept coming, and he's like, stop with your bad attitude. <laughs> he's, he's like, yeah, you need to check that negative yeah. attitude at the door. I won't have it out I've here. I've got a grenade launcher. That's all we need. Now shut up. We don't need your logic getting in the way. Yeah, because he's like, we can't, we can't take him out with this... Can't or won't. Yeah. There is no such thing as can't. Like, There's only won't. Thanks, Yoda. Is, uh, yeah, I mean, at this point, I'm asking myself, like, is William Shatner, like, is he uh, this sort of wacky conservative in real life, or is he making fun of them? Like, I'm, uh... I don't know. Yeah, maybe he doesn't even know. <laughs> I don't think he does, to be honest. He's kind of all over the place. Uh, sometimes, like, he'll have some real weird ultra conservative views he'll make public and other times he'll say something really progressive like like he's a super environmentalist guy mm. he's all about fighting climate change um but there's some other stuff that he's real real conservative about so <laughs> you know he, he's a guy in his 90s so i'm not surprised well um, lucky for us but, in the next scene um i mean it's basically the climax um the uh they go and the the freaking family is right there right no William Shatner and his son Sergio uh, show up at the mouth of the oh, cave, yeah, right. and the demons are there. And this is when we first get to see Shatner's gun in action. And so <laughs> the the graphics like, uh, shoots this... in Resident Evil One were better than what we're about to see. So he shoots this giant bullet thing at them, and it does make the demons fall down for a few minutes mm. or whatever. And the way it explodes on them, what they did was they got like some pre-made like explosions. Uh, that you can, you know, with transparent backgrounds, you can drop in an After Effects, mm-hmm. and that's it. Yeah. It's like those old FMV games where you shoot at something or whatever, like they'll be on rails because it's just a video, right, right. and like a, sp- a sprite of smoke appears <laughs> over yes. the thing you shot. That's what it yeah, is. Yeah, I got 100%. Uh, and boy, they do this a lot. They sh- Like, William Shatner shoots like all fucking 12 of them, tell Sergio, you go, I'll hold them off even though we know these demons can teleport anyway. So yeah, yeah. That I mean that parts and there's scenes where it's obvious that William Shatner could have easily gotten away without uh, sacrificing himself. Uh, but you know, this is what the Shat man wanted. <laughs> so he just keeps telling him, go, 
go. Like it. And yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm like, are you sure? Like, there's plenty of room for both of us. No, no, shut up. I'm going. I don't need your negative attitude. I'm killing. I'm sacrificing yeah, yeah, yeah. myself. If you don't like it, you're a pussy, son. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, so Sergio finds the family or whatever. Um, they're like, uh, come here. Like the son is like scared to like go out. Uh, uh, Shatner, like anyway, long story short, at some point, um, you know, I guess Sergio was expecting Shatner to be behind him. Uh, so he's like, something's wrong. Shatner, daddy Shat isn't here. So he goes back out. He sees that like somehow William Shatner's like dropped the gun. And one of the demons has like pushed him onto the ground. Mm. And now the demon's about to kill him, not to kill him. Uh. Sergio picks up the gun, boom, shoots him. And then daddy Shatner has the audacity to say, I knew you'd never let me down. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So basically all, all the tough talk was just that it was just a front. He, he always loved him. He's like, I love you. I've always been proud of you. Mm-hmm. Blah, blah, blah. Right. Uh, uh, the family runs out, but Shatner stays behind to hold them back. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I guess like William Shatner had set up an explosion on a timer yep, they didn't... that we didn't see him setting nope. it up. He didn't discuss it with his son. Nope. And there's been a timer going off this whole time that his son didn't know about, the family didn't know about. But of course, we suddenly cut to the timer going down mm-hmm. just as the family exits the cave. Boom, there's a... I, I would say not great CG explosion, but better than I expected yeah. based on what we had seen. Uh, so the mouth of the cave like caves in and actually the caving in of the cave looked yeah, pretty yeah, good. Yeah, it wasn't too bad. I, I will mm-hmm. say. Um, and the family like leaves and they, they have the, the, the relic. They make it to the RV. <laughs> and does the dad say something about grandpa dying? Does anybody? No, there. It's basically a hap, almost like a full house style. Like <laughs> he starts cracking jokes. Yeah, yeah. Nobody cared that he Grandpa's says, dead. He goes before they get into the RV. Sergio says, "Hey, the shower still works in this old bucket. If anybody wants to shower, and they're all they're all like, ha, yeah, we stink." And the dad's like, "But you'll shower after me." <laughs> yeah, that was what? Yeah, it was. It was so bizarre. Like you can definitely see. Like, I don't know, the remains of uh, of an attempt of a story like they tried to round out and have it be like this is all about a sort of a father and son kind of relationship or something. Then they had a ticking time bomb, but like they didn't start it soon enough. They didn't bother to, um, you know, set it up. And they just had to sort of... Well, we never knew there was a ticking time bomb. Exactly, because they never told us. They never set it up. Folks, we found out about the ticking time bomb when it had three seconds yeah. to go. <laughs> Basically, that's no way to do a ticking time bomb. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but now, they do go back to the house. They destroy the relic with just like a power saw. Yeah, yeah, they cut uh, it up. You know, they make portable then they, power yeah, they saws that run on batteries. It, and, and they also burn it, which they could have burned it there, too, just in the forest. No problem. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, and they're like, after he saws it, they're like, the families are congratulating the dad. Like, oh, you did it. You're so good with that saw, dad. Like, like he's like, uh, I don't know. It was very weird. Um, anyway, then there is a scene with the son and the dad where, like, the, the you know, they're talking about what happened and how crazy it was and yada, yada. And the son does say, it's too bad grandpa died. Yeah. <laughs> he would have really enjoyed hanging out with us and, and the being alive. And the dad's like, oh, he died like a warrior, which is what he always would have wanted to die like a Klingon. Which is true. Uh, 
And then the next scene, Jerry Ryan, uh, excuse me, Sergio and his wife, Susan, uh, are in bed talking about the day's event and they're kind of kissing. And the, then she turns, this is where she turns into a demon again. Mm-hmm. She's like, oh, you only, uh, you know, saw what we wanted you to see. Or right. I don't know, I can't yeah. remember what the demon says. Some bullshit. And then we cut to the hospital from like, or in the beginning of the yeah, movie, the open, yeah. he's been in the hospital the whole time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's been in the hospital with his heart attack and now so he's dying and we see like uh these like scenes are it's just like his individual family members like first is his dad mm-hmm. and he's just like in a black void he's saying oh let go son let go and his fan then his daughter and you know son say kind of similar stuff mm-hmm. jerry ryan says kind of the same thing and even in the hospital we still see that the demons are yeah, there yeah yeah it, it really makes no sense uh so basically as we alluded to earlier in the episode, like right when you think like the movie can't waste your time anymore, it does so by uh, dropping, I don't know if this counts as a Dave's Machina, but basically it was all a dream. It was all a coma fantasy or uh, it, coma fantasy. Cause, uh, or or I, I think the implication is like the demons were making him see all this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this, this uh, is just the last of it before he, he dies. And then he actually dies on the, uh, the in the right in the hospital so basically yeah. only the first 15 minutes or so of the movie ever actually happened mm-hmm. um and the movie ends and uh that's it the, the demons won and i guess that's why it's called devil's revenge they finally got revenge on those conquistadors there's or whatever. one thing you forgot they even tried to have a pretentious quote at the end about death mm. or something i'm like god this is like this is the worst of like, this is first year film school crap here. First with your M. Night Shyamalama Ding Dong style sort of like twist at the end, which nobody wanted. And then you throw up a fucking quote at the end to try to make yourself look, uh, I don't know, philosophical or something. Please, please, yeah. please. All That's like putting shine on a turd. Like it's just, that's not going to happen. I'm sorry. Yeah. And Smoke Monster wrote in the chat, oh my God, that's an ending. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Spoiler it's uh, alert. pretty bad. Uh, the movie is free on to watch Tubi. on Tubi. You know, and the funny thing is that, all right, leading up to actually watching this, I was like, and and even maybe a couple seconds in before I realized why, I was like, man, I can't believe, you know, I never heard of this, that more people weren't talking about it. You know, I don't know how many movies William Shatner has shown up in in like the past like 10 years but it seemed like it should have been a big deal it's like oh William Shatner returns to film like the first time in 10 I don't know however many years who knows maybe he's been doing other movies and I just didn't know about it but oh dude he, he he's been in like two to three movies every year like, <laughs> are they all this bad is that why nobody talks about uh, it? it they're they're like sometimes they're terrible sometimes they're all right he was in like senior moment in 2021 with like christopher lloyd and gene smart oh, wow. he plays though like one of the main characters mm-hmm. and that was like you know like a real movie oh i, I see <laughs> um so it's just me not knowing that he's been busy this whole time uh, yeah yeah oh dude he's very 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 busy. okay so maybe like, i thought it would have been a bigger deal that we've got two or well, three i guess trek alumni like in the same movie but then when i actually watched it i was like oh this is why no one's talking about this piece of shit. Cause it's a piece of shit. Like, and, and I bet dude, he, he's, he's, he's got a movie coming up this year. Uh, it's in pre-production right now, uh, or maybe it's next year, but 
William Shatner. It stars William Shatner, Dan Aykroyd, uh, Jason Priestley. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, dude, he's he's working, man. Like, uh, well, yeah, he's he's very active. I mean, it's... That's why I was like surprised earlier when you were like saying like, oh, that uh, William Shatner isn't relevant anymore. I'm like, dude, he's constantly in stuff. I never said he now, wasn't relevant anymore. I just you you, you did. You <laughs> I did. don't think those are my exact words. Well, maybe you said he was past his yes, prime. Yes, I did say that. I did say that. Uh, his prime never ended. Yeah, apparently. Um, all right, you want to? Shall we run a verdict on this thing? Yeah, let's uh, let's do that. Question. All right. Uh, oh God! Uh, Creative KV said, "Wait, read the rest of the list." I think he's talking about that movie. Uh, that I was just mentioning. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said John Leguizamo. Oh, Unless they're talking oh, about wow. something. Else. This, uh... <laughs> oh God, is he really? In? Is that what you're talking about, Critter Cave? Let me see. No, no, no. That, he's not in Keeper of the Cup. Must be talking about something. Shatnatis, Shatnatisans. Yeah, he's gonna have a a big uh, comeback, and then before he passes on to the next world. Um, but oh, anyway. Uh, Mr. Velasquez, do you think Devil's Rejects should be remembered for all of human history or tossed in the black void of obscurity, never to be heard from again? Oh, uh, this was really bad. Uh, not the fun kind of bad. Uh, it's an hour and 38 minutes. That feels like six hours. I'm going to say, uh, destroy this movie, burn it, uh, cut it, cut it with a power saw, and then burn it with your family. I was going to say, I thought you were going to say, uh, cut it with uh, your uh, editing system of choice. Because I think if you uh, if you took out some of his like uh, lines just completely out of context and threw them up on TikTok, it would probably get a lot of uh, reaction. But then after watching the movie, yeah. all the people would try to take revenge on you, just like the Aztecs in here, uh, more or less. Um, yeah. Like, how dare you entice me with a TikTok and then, like, completely waste an hour and 38 minutes of my life. Uh, but anyway, yes, uh, I'm going to pretty much echo all the stuff that you said there. Um, this was a complete disappointment. Uh, obviously, it was already dead before it even left uh, Maurice's, um, you know, laptop, basically, because it felt like there was only, like, a quarter of a story here or a script. And they were basically just padding for time. Um there's, uh, you know, some funny stuff here and there that might be worth your time if you really have nothing better to do with your life. But for all those reasons we mentioned, uh, this movie is getting obliterated. Goodbye. The heathens have spoken. You are obliterated. All right. Well, um, Steve. Uh... I don't know if you know, but, well, I'm sure I always assumed that you named Escape to Earth your comic, Mm -hmm. which I know the Kickstarter for issue three is going to be happening soon. But uh, after Escape from Planet Earth, which uh, William Shatner is in. Mm -hmm. uh, No, I've never seen that, actually. I've never heard of it. I just saw it. (laughs) Um, In the chat, um, when you were talking about how this movie was uh, put together, Smoke Monster said that Steve just described the art of movie trailers. <laughs> You're talking about cutting it up. Yeah, yeah, right. Um, but, uh, well, I think that's everything that needs to be said about uh, Devil's yeah. Revenge. 
but I, I, I do want to say two things. Uh, one is Creative Cavey's comment about the movie. He said, Shatner had ambition here to get to the dollar DVD rack quicker than the rest of Hollywood. Now, I also, um, oh, let me see if it's in my notes. There was a review that was pretty funny. Um, uh, I can't find it now, but uh, anyways, well, yeah, don't watch it. Well, yeah, well, while you look for it, I think I'm, uh, I'd like to tell you what's going on with our, uh, our favorite comic book artist, Rob Liefeld. Oh, because we're do. big fans, of course. We're we're big fans. Well, first off, he refers to October as Robtober. Um, I guess on his podcast or whatever, which uh, he actually puts his name into all kinds of stuff. And you know, you can be the judge. Maybe that's a little pretentious. <laughs> I don't know. You tell me. But anyway, what it is pretentious is that he he said that his he drew the best wolverine and then the internet was like no no uh jim lee does and they put up like his wolverine next to jim's and yeah there's like no question about it and he was and then he basically replied by uh, responded by insulting the internet <laughs> saying that you know we're basically just a bunch of zombies for uh for jim lee and that we like anything that he does in the back of my mind i'm like man have you seen your facebook group like those guys are the <laughs> zombies like uh but uh but yeah that's basically the big uh big thing that's been uh going on what what do you think do you think uh jim's wolverine is better than rob's um i don't remember what rob's looks like uh looks like- but i do remember what jim lee's looks mm-hmm. like so i will- I think that's, you know, that, that that tells me two things. One, Rob's probably wasn't uh, super bad, but uh, it wasn't as good as Jim Lee's also. Rob's is good if you like Rob Liefeld art, um, but it is not as good as Jim Lee's. So, yeah, you're absolutely correct. But I just think it's funny that even here, I mean, boy, Rob's got to be in his 50s. <laughs> He's still oh, yeah, gets, just butthurt over stuff like that. It's like, who cares? <laughs> you guys are millionaires. Yeah, he's, he's, yeah he seems very – he's 56. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you would think he'd be over some of this stuff. Yeah. But uh, I, I, I did find the uh, review for this movie that I wanted to read real quick, and then we can wrap it up. <clears throat> this is referring to Devil's Revenge. No opportunity for deadweight exposition or cornball reversals goes unexplored <laughs> as William Shatner attempts to destroy an ancient jinxed relic in this bizarre horror thrill. Yeah, by making <laughs> his son do it first, who he doesn't have any faith or uh, belief in. Uh, but yeah, that's a good review. That was really <sighs> good. Um, yeah. I thought there was something else I was going to bring to your attention, but eh, perhaps not. Oh, so... Should probably let everyone know that um, the next two weeks are going to be uh, pre-taped. Uh, so we'll see you in two or three weeks, Creative KB and Smoke Monster and whoever else wants to show up. Uh, next week, we will be talking about the 90s horror-themed cartoon, Mummies Alive. And then the week after that, we are going to be talking about the Punky Brewster Halloween special. And, um, uh, yeah, and then we'll see everybody the week after that live for something that we haven't uh, figured out yet. Um, so, yeah, if you made it uh, this far, it'd be great if you shared and subscribed. Uh, that would really make my day. <laughs> um, and, <laughs> but uh, thanks for joining in the chat, mm-hmm. Smoke Monster and Creative KV. Really appreciate it. 
And uh, Smoke, I don't, I can't remember if you're going to be at PRGE uh, or not. I don't think you are. But if you are, I will see you there. Oh, yeah. Um, do you want to mention like when that is and how people can find you? Oh, yeah. So I'll be at Portland Retro Gaming Expo, a.k.a. PRGE. Um, I'm coming in Thursday next week, so Thursday the 12th. Um, but, yeah, I'll, I'll be there Friday, Saturday. I'm going to leave in the morning on Sunday. But, uh, yeah, if you're at PRGE in Portland uh, and you see me around, say hello. Uh, I'll probably tweet something once I have a better idea of what I'll be doing. But I'm, I'm mostly going there this year to see uh, my YouTube my fellow YouTubers that I haven't gotten to see in a while. All right. Yeah. So look for him there and then you can blame him for making you watch the devil's revenge. I want to say the devil's rejects. <laughs> I, I wish we right. watched that, but, um, but yeah, anyway, that is our show. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, thanks again for joining us and we'll see you next week as we continue to unearth more obscure media only on security. Now see you next time. I'm having a weird, weird day. My name's Adam. Where I'm from, I'm known as the Zero Thief. Depending on who you ask, some might say I'm the best thief. But believe it or not, even the best screws up every once in a while. And that's what I did, and I had to make a fast getaway. I ended up crash landing on this bizarre planet. Turns out, I didn't get away fast enough. These winged freaks followed me here. It's just us here, Zero Thief on this empty backwards planet. So start talking, either to me or my way. Okay, okay, I do have something to tell you. It's about the planet. It's not that empty. Come on, man, I thought you were gonna die. Cut me loose, behind you. Whoa! Thought I was done for. It was gonna be a light snack for a snarling creature, but then she showed up, riding on the back of one of those monsters like it was nothing. And with a wave of her hand, the other razor-toothed beast just stomped away. I'd never seen anyone like her before in my life. I thought I'd say something clever. Thanks, uh, have you seen my ship? She gave me a look that said more than words ever could, because I think she was trying to read my mind or something. And from there, Things just got even weirder. Thirty-six pages of insane dinosaur action. Issue one available now at reptilianmedia.bigcartel.com, featuring a variant cover by Sean Forney. Act now while supplies last. You've been enjoying Obscurity Now. A podcast that's recorded live to tape and streamed to Twitch and YouTube. Subscribe so you never miss an episode or hilarious quip. Take us with you by following the download links provided in the show notes to wherever you get podcasts. And take notice of our various social media links. If that's what you're into, I'm not here to judge. And make sure you join us live next week at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific as we continue to discuss more obscure media only on... Obscurity Obscurity now. now.